has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Book Show. I hope you enjoyed last week. That was Malik speaks to his mama. She's near and dear. She's special. I wouldn't be here. I came through the canal and wound of life through her. And I hope you enjoyed that last week's episode, Malik speaks to mama. You know, we're going through some trials. I missed last week, just dealing with a lot of things. But hey, I'm back this week. I'm putting together this episode, and it's called Let's Talk. And I have a few um, guests that I was able to interview last week. One by the name of Laura Robbins, who wrote a book called Stash. So I interviewed her, also interviewed uh, Shelly Paxton who wrote a book called Sobatical, and both of these books are intriguing. So I got a chance to interview them while I was at uh, Loyola Marymont, and they did a lecture out there. So I was able to, was blessed to do a quick few minutes, talk about with them about their books. And so I hope you enjoy that. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to do any spoiler, but I, I think these, these books are relevant and real and timely. It's a lot of addiction in people um, and Laura talks about how she was able to overcome her addictions and what she was dealing with in her new memoir style. And the sabbatical by uh, Shelly Paxton is all about uh, she was the uh, chief marketing officer for Harley Davidson, you know. So she was on top of the food chain, well accomplished, you know, um, in, in the business world, worked in it for 26 years. So she offers, you know, her insight into how she was able to uh, transcend from the corporate world into a, a, a transformation of personal development. And it's called sabbatical. The other thing is, uh, hey, Malik journeyed to a school. And I was able to talk to some, some kids, some youth, and inspire them. So uh, I'm going to feature that on this episode. Uh, I don't get a whole lot of those where I'm talking in front of our young and youth, but I do believe children are 100% of our future. So I was honored and uh, when I visited the school and I got a chance to talk to the kids and talk to them about things that I think um, that are important and try to help inspire them. Also, I interviewed Jozo Bozo, who is a clown that uh, Bozo was the most recognizable clown in the past. Well, Jozo Bozo was like they're making a family, you know, affair type of thing. And it's something that um, I thought was interesting. I got a chance to talk to her at this event, this Black History event. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was the Keene Festival event. So I got a chance to talk to her. And I opened up about some things about myself throughout that interview. And it was all about inspiring kids and youth. That's because they want to be sent for our future. So I featured that on this episode. I hope you enjoy that. So sit back, relax. And enjoy this new episode. Let's talk. Well, how you doing, Malik? I'm pretty good. How are you Okay, doing? I'm about to interview yes. Laura for my podcast, Malik's Bookshelf, bringing the world together with books, co culture, yeah. and community. That's, I got two bookstores. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm in Culver City. 
Wonderful pleasure meeting you. Nice to meet so, you. So, so I have, I have the author here wrote a wonderful new book that just came out called Stash, My Life in Hiding. Yes. Her name is, the author is Laura Cathcart Robbins. Robbins. Yes, that's so, correct. So just tell me a little bit about this wonderful book that just came out. Well, this book is an addiction memoir. It's about 10 months of my life from the year, in the year of 2008. Um, during which I ended a marriage, I went to treatment for a drug and alcohol addiction, and I fell in love. Wonderful. Yes. So, so did the, was it the marriage that caused the addiction? Was it I know, I don't believe career? anything like that causes an addiction. I believe I you're born with it. Okay. That's what I believe. I see. Yeah. I see. And so you struggled with it for 10 months? Um, for a little bit longer than that, but it was the 10 months that brought me down. Okay. Well, actually, half the book, I'm sober. Yeah. Because I've gone to treatment and I've gotten sober. So it's really four months of addiction. Okay. Yeah. So this is a journey then. Yes, it is. And yes. this is a personal journey. Indeed it is. It is my journey. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about it 15 years later from a new vantage point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and now you're an author. Tell us a little bit about your background and where you're from. Yeah, I, I grew up um, kind of all over the country. I've written ever since I was five years old. And I had a few different careers, including raising my two sons, who are now in their 20s. And so writing was something that I went back to um, uh, about four years ago. So you've written before? Never authored a book before, but always written. I see. Yeah. Now, do you teach or anything like that? I do not. Okay. I do and, not. And, so, and so now that you got your story on these pages and yeah. what have you, what do you hope to gain from your book? I hope that other people can find themselves in the pages and get well. Well, you know, mental health and addiction is rapid mm-hmm. in these communities all over America. That's yes. num- one of the number one problems. And what, so your story is definitely going to be inspirational yes. to help others along in their journey. Yes. And uh, one more thing, one more question. Uh, anything you would like to tell my audience at Malik's Bookshelf that you think can resonate? I think... You know, support independent bookstores, especially black-owned. This is why we ask for you to be the bookseller at this event, because bookstores are dying. People do not go to bookstores and buy books off the shelves. It is so important. We need the next generation to be able to go find themselves on the shelves of a bookstore. Touche. I love that. Thank you for the plug. (laughs) And everybody Well, hey, I'm at another event at Loyola Marymount University, and Shirley Paxton came on. Shelly. Shelly. Let's get it right. Let's get it tight. (laughs) Shelly Paxton came all the way from Chicago to speak about her book, Sobatical. Yeah, you nailed the title. Soul. Look at that. Sobatical. (laughs) A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. Well, hey. I got the author, so she can tell you more about the book than me. <laughs> I love it. You nailed that. I should have you do more readings for me. That's amazing. So, yeah, this is Shelly. Um, this is the story of my, uh, you know, leaving the corporate world. So I was in the corporate world for 26 years. I worked for some really incredible brands. I climbed to the top of the proverbial corporate ladder and... Um, 26 years later, I was the chief marketing officer of Harley Davidson. And I got to the top of that and I was like, how can you get to such a place in life and still feel empty inside? Mm. 
mm. and feel drained and feel burned out and not feel fulfilled. And so this is the story of a nightmare I was having that woke me up to my truth that sent me on a journey to reconnect with my soul. And I'm still doing it six and a half years later. Wow. So this story is like the journey that I went on, everything I learned, it's meant to inspire others to rewrite their own script of success. You found your soul, you found yourself. I did. And if you're not happy innerly, then you can't reflect it outwardly. Amen, brother. <laughs> well, well said. That, 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 you know, you 26 years top brand. You said C, uh, chief operating? Chief marketing officer Harley-Davidson okay. was my, yeah, it was major, my last gig major, in the corporate major. world. Yeah. I mean, um, people pull their hair out to get these positions. Yeah. And you had them. For sure. You did yeah. the thing. And then you left it. I did the thing and the, I walked away. Yeah. And, and that's a story by itself. Cause that's mm -hmm. a risk. You used to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Was you able to still maintain that? Because you, in the 26 years that you made, you know, you sacrifice another person before you found the soul of yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Were> you, <laughs> was you able to then, you know, um, still financially? Find yeah, over, over time. Yeah. I mean, what I did initially was that I had a little budget and I said, you know what? I'm going to take some time. I'm going to give myself a year. Maybe it'll be less than a year. Maybe it'll be more than a year, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give myself a year to do this exploration. So I had been working for long enough that I could start to set aside a little bit of money Absolutely. and then ultimately figure out like, where was this mm -hmm. leading me? And mm -hmm. It led me to become an author, and I do speaking, and I do teaching, and I do coaching, and wow, yeah, all different kinds of things. And so, yeah, over time, I've definitely like built up my revenue again. But it, you know, but I definitely put aside a little money to do it. Well, you you had to have developed a workaholic habit working <laughs> at the top of the food chain. Now, <laughs> I worked a, I worked a lot, and, I, and that's part of what I talk about. Where I think that we're we're honestly like we we become slaves to that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there that's why burnout is such a real thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think how we rewrite the script of success is also like how do we how do we you know, have a script that's more about our own well-being, our mm. own humanity, mm. our own soul. And yes, so yes. that's important to me. And that's what I write about. Well, you, 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 you're contributing now to not only, you know, to the humanity. Yeah. That's why I think you said soul battle, soul <laughs> battle, right? Right. You know, exactly. instead of sub battle, it's soul battle. <laughs> right here, baby. It's right yeah, here. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Well, hey, I think that's a, a message that can resonate with my audience and the world. And uh, one more last question yeah. um, from my audience at Malik's Bookshelf. Bringing a world together with books, culture, and community, what would you like to say to them? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stay bold, brave, and badass. Do the thing that your soul is calling you to do now. Bingo. You heard it live <laughs> from Shirley Paxton. Shelly. I got it wrong again. <laughs> Shelly Paxton. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm at your place, and I'm saying welcome. But <laughs> well, hey, hey, it's an honor to talk before so many bright, shiny stars. And um, my name is Malik. I'm the founder and co-owner, along with April, right here. And uh, we have a couple of bookstores in the community. How many of you like to read? Now, come on, man. That, that should be everybody's hand. What you gonna do in this world if you don't read? It's fundamental. It's part of your development. If you don't, I'll tell you something. If what you don't like, sometimes you got to learn to like. So if you don't like reading, 
I will definitely read a little bit every day and develop a habit because every career, every profession, and anything that you're trying to do in this world, even graduate, requires reading. Y'all understand that? Okay, so if you don't like reading, I applaud you to learn. I know y'all love them phones. I know y'all love them video games, but have that same passion for reading. You know, because you ain't gonna go far without it. I'm telling you, and it ain't easy out in this world. We got a couple of bookstores in the community, and our purpose at Malik Books is is to give voice to the voices. You see, y'all too young to understand this, but when you get older, you will. But you have a voice, and you need to speak with your voice in a resounding way as you get older. You know, I'm usually talking to adults, so hey, I'm, I'm gonna have to learn how to talk to some youth. <laughs> but I tell you what, though, I tell you what. One thing that I, I, I love to say is that, you know, um, Malik Books is just an extension of you. We're outgrowth of the voice of our people, you know. And how many in here know that um, the black people were kings and queens and royalty from Africa? How many in here know that? See? And, you know, that's less than 50% of the room raising their hand. But everyone in here is from royalty. Everyone in here had to descend there was a king and a queen. You got it? Everyone in here. You special. You are somebody. You're born to be great. You're born to step into who you are born to be. You gotta love yourself. That's why Malik Books exist. Because we want our youth, which is 100% of our future, to love themselves. You know why? Because your success depending on how you see yourself. You gotta love yourself. I don't care what complexion, I don't care what skin color, I don't care what texture you have, you gotta love yourself. Whatever size you are, be happy that you are here because you pay a price to be here. Y'all don't even understand what you went through to get here, but I'll tell you, you're here now, and you are the best of the best, and you gotta be productive in order to be what you were born to be. That's gonna require reading, it's gonna require sacrifice, you don't understand that right now. But you do understand reading, math, and arithmetic, right? <laughs> so, but um, how many of y'all understand that in order to in order to build or in order to do anything, it requires math? All right. Yeah, yeah, that should be everybody. All right. Who who knows how many steps did you take when you walked to this assembly today? How many? <laughs> All right, he said four. How many of you steps you took? 21. Okay, 20. But you actually didn't count, did you? You just walked over here, right? But it did take a certain amount of steps to get here. That's math. That shirt you got on your back, it took math to make it. The shoes you got on your feet, it takes math to make it. There's nothing that exists without mathematics. That's the number one subject you're going to have to learn. And if you read more, it gives you comprehension, which helps you in math. Because everything is a word problem. Every single thing. You can reduce everything you do to a simple word problem. Because math is the root 
of all languages. So I'm telling you, in terms of math, I would love to see y'all grow up and be scientists, be doctors, be nurses, be engineers, be astronauts, be pilots, you know why? Because that's higher math. Those are nation building skills. Unfortunately, a lot of jobs are going away, and y'all gonna be y'all gonna see that shortly in a few years as y'all grow up. So hey, don't be shy of math. Because math is the root of all languages. So I, I tell you, there's nothing without, there's nothing that exists in this world without math. Did y'all know it took math to make this building? Did you know it took math to make this microphone? Did you know it took math to make them phones that y'all like to play on? Did you know it took math to play them video games you playing? That's the root language. Don't run from that math. Because that's number one in this world. That's number one. So if I could leave anything, any thoughts, it would be, you know, work on your math, work on your reading, love yourself, and that's why Malik books exist. Now I need y'all to tell your parents, come on out, we got bookmobile here. But when we ain't here, you can find us in the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall, you can find us in the Westfield Cove City Mall, and guess what? Y'all can follow us too. Got great content. Malik Books is the Instagram and TikTok. All right? All right. Thank you. <laughs>
we're friendly clowns, right? Friendly, yeah, not scary. <laughs> friendly. Well, you know, laughing is contagious. Yeah. Smiling is contagious. And it's also the best medicine. The best medicine. The best medicine. Yeah. We've been working with a, a company called Healthy Humor. Okay. And so they help children in hospitals who are sick with clowning. Ah. So they bring clowns and they honk honk and they uh -huh. help the kids. And they say, I think they say it's a 70 or 80 percent rates of their sickness goes, you know, they get healed. They're better healed. by the clowns coming in and working the with them. Wow. Because that laughter. Because their laughter. It releases some type of chemical. Uh-oh. And, um, yeah, you know, when you're in a hospital, you kind of get a little defeated. Yeah, yeah. You're like, why yeah. am I here? I can't be home. Yeah. But you have these silly clowns who come around, and it's, you can't just go into the hospital. you got to go through clown training. you got to okay. go through hoops. you got to pop certain bubbles. Wow, they got a whole <laughs> got a whole criteria. system before you can you just can become a hospital clown. Yeah. Really? I didn't so, know that. That's yeah. the first. It's, it's not simple. You, you Part of my podcast, Malik Bookshelf, is about community. Yeah. That's community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, I, and, and I know, like I said, that's also cultural because, you know, laughing, smiling, and the historical years of, you know, people going to, you know, looking at clowns, whether it be yeah. a circus, yeah. hospital, you know, like you said, television, Bozo being the most recognizable clown, and famous clown the in the world. Bringing the crowd together before the circus big events happen, they would get the, the people together, you yeah. know, in the yeah. community and bring them in and make them laugh and remind them to be silly and to do all of those, you know, things that they would normally not do when they're so serious yeah, in so life. Serious. Yeah, and yeah. then you watch the show. The clowns are clowning has been around forever and there's clowns in all different cultures. Absolutely. There's French clowns, there's clown Mayan clowns, there's the American clown, yeah, there's yeah. mimes, there's all different types of clowns. And you know what what has helped me um, be more outspoken and be you know, I used to have stage fright. Oh, really? You know, I was shy. Really? And introvert. I still am shy. I still am here, but what helps me talk to my audience and even do these interviews when I'm doing an interview with a Terry Crews or a Spike Lee or a Garcelle or any, you know, A or B lister. What helps me not fold or feel inferior is the fact that laughter, smiling, it makes me, it, 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 it takes the anxiety away. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm able just to do the interview and not worry yeah, about no the phobia, pressure. you no know, pressure, but it's the laughter. Yeah. And I was, you know, I talked with somebody the other day about it. I said, man, I was never like this, but I found the joy of smiling and laughing when I'm interviewing. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It has helped me. Yeah. Not to overcome the stage fright and the anxiety I used to have. Wow. The phobia. That's really have. important. That's important that through your podcast, you share that with people. So they can understand too if they have anxiety 
or depression or any kind of fear, hey, I can laugh it off. You know, no. laugh it off. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. I'm going to definitely feature this on my podcast. Felice Bookshelf, bringing the world together with books, culture, and community. Jozo, thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. Say thank you. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.